0: sister lucy to father Augustine fuentes tell them father that the blessed virgin said repeatedly to my cousins francisco and jacinta as well as to me that many nations would disappear from the face of the earth that russia would be the instrument of chastisement from heaven for the whole world if the conversion of that poor nation is not obtained beforehand Dismargate August Podrick, God and Mary and Saint Patrick to you all, and a special welcome to our listeners in San Antonio, Texas. You're listening to Meditation and Mental Prayer Podcast, sponsored by MeditationJournals.com. In today's episode, we examine the divine attribute of justice. In doing this, we'll look at the biblical teaching on the wrath of God and the mercy of God. Then, after that, our meditation will explore how we can use this information to help eradicate a fault that we often commit without regard for justice towards our neighbor. St. Augustine says, After sin, hope for mercy. Before sin, fear justice. If we consider God's moral perfection and his perfect justice— we will find that this perfect justice makes it necessary for him to show his disapproval against anything which even tries to act contrary to the moral purpose for which it is made. That means that God enacts his perfect justice towards anything which rebels against his authority as creator and Lord. In the Old Testament, we are left in no doubt about the reality of the wrath and vengeance of God. Did you know that there are over 500 verses about the vengeance of God in Holy Scripture? Starting at the beginning with the expulsion of Adam and Eve from the paradise, uh, right, right through the Bible to the last book of the Apocalypse, which states, And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and revenge our blood on them that dwell in the earth? and that's Apocalypse, Revelation 6.10. In the book of Deuteronomy, we are alerted to the cry of Moses. Hear, O ye heavens, the things I speak. Let the earth give ear to the words of my mouth. Moses continues with a warning. God says, if I shall wet my sword as the lightning, and my hand take hold on judgment, I will render vengeance to my enemies and repay them that hate me. And that is Deuteronomy thirty-two forty-one. In Ecclesiastics chapter thirty-nine, verse thirty-three, we read: "There are spirits that are created for vengeance, and in their fury they lay on grievous torments. In the time of destruction, they shall pour out their force, and they shall appease the wrath of him that made them: fire, hail, famine, and death." All these were created for vengeance. In the book of Judith, chapter 7, verse 17, scripture tells us, We call to witness this day heaven and earth, and the God of our fathers, who taketh vengeance upon us according to our sins. In the New Testament of the Gospel of Luke, chapter 18, verse 8, we read the words of Jesus, And will not God revenge his elect who cry to him day and night? And will he have patience in their regard? I say to you that he will quickly revenge them. When people wonder where was God when they hear of the abuse of children by adults, we can be assured that God is furious. In fact, so terrible his retribution that Jesus warns, and whoever shall scandalize one of these little ones that believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged around his neck and he were cast into the sea. That's Mark chapter 9, verse 41. In the Gospel of Luke, when we hear Jesus talk about useless fear, he says, But I will show you whom you shall fear. Fear ye him who after he hath killed hath power to cast into hell. Yeah, I say to you, fear him. At La Salette in 1846, when our Blessed Lady approached Two shepherd children, Maximum Gear Road, age 11, and Melanie Calvat, age 14, she told them The sins of persons consecrated to God cry to heaven and call for vengeance. And now here is vengeance at their very doors, for no longer is anyone found to beg mercy and pardon for the people. There are no more generous souls. There is now no one worthy of offering the spotless victim to the eternal on the world's behalf. The Blessed Virgin continues. God will strike in an unparalleled manner. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth. God will exhaust his anger and no one will be able to escape so many evils at once. However, in God's perfect judgment, there is always hope and mercy. Our justice system, when it is controlled by just men, is a gift from God from his divine attributes. From the beginning of man's interaction with God, people knew that their offenses against God could be forgiven and they obtain God's mercy. Let's see what the Bible says about God's mercy. In Deuteronomy, although the people realize that God takes revenge on his enemies, they still acknowledge his mercy. Praise his people, ye nations, for he will revenge the blood of his servants and will render vengeance to their enemies, and he will be merciful to the land of his people. In Leviticus, and the priest shall pray for him and for his sin before the Lord, and he shall have mercy on him, and the sin shall be forgiven. Meditation,
1: the presence of God. I become aware of the presence of God. I concentrate on God, hearing and knowing my most secret thoughts and actions mental prayer in mental prayer i begin talking to god about my faults in regard to my misuse of his gift of discernment and judgment lord you can hear me misusing your gift of discernment your gift of judgment just thinking lord about your dear friend saint thomas aquinas and how he told us in his fourth proof for your existence he said that in the world there were degrees of justice and so therefore somewhere there was the total perfect all-encompassing justice which we call God and from which we derive our little bits of justice. Lord I love thinking about what you said to St Thomas. You said you have spoken well of me Thomas. So when I ponder on that attribute of your justice and I think of the implications of offending you by misusing it My heart flutters in fear. When I commit the sin of rash judgment or detraction and I realise now you were listening, I feel sort of dirty. I know I'm always in your presence. You always hear. You always know. Gosh, I'm very sorry, Lord. Lord, I feel myself move in my thoughts and emotions into your perfect justice and its beauty and balance. I realise my sins of rash judgment of my neighbour Are unbalancing your perfect will for this world you can hear my thoughts Lord can't you when I think I'm so clever psychoanalyzing people thinking I know their emotions for their actions as I realize that you as God are the only one who knows the truth of all our hearts I feel insignificant and foolish I'm embarrassed in front of you Lord Sometimes when a friend or my family refuse to join me in the sin of detraction, I am chastised by you. I feel it. I am so glad, Lord, that you have holy friends, people, good Catholics, who are not small-minded like me. All over the world, Lord, I know there are people who speak well of you and do your holy will by only speaking well of their neighbour. I would like to be like them. But more than that, Lord, I would love to be like Our Lady. She said very little, didn't she? No wonder you loved her so much. You watched her never offend God. How relaxing and peaceful it must have been to be in her presence. Now, the thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord, for making me so painfully aware of my sin in regard to judgment. Thank you for drawing my attention to it so forcefully. Thank you for that little picture you put into my mind just now. The one where I am sitting in a cafe with friends complaining about another friend who is refusing to take a stand against abortion. You are sitting at an adjacent table looking at me and listening. I feel embarrassed. The offering. Lord, I offer you myself. Come, Holy Ghost, Creator, come. I am ready to be filled with the justice of God, no matter how painful it becomes. And now that part of the meditation, which is called the petition. Lord, teach me to love all justice and hate everything that is against justice. Lord, when I read your words, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after justice, for they shall have their fill. I always imagine someone like Martin Luther King or pro-life campaigners But this is only a minuscule part of it. But this is about the whole of the divine will of God. I offer myself now to you. Change me. Fill me with justice. Show me how to give you the just adoration you are due. The just obedience you are due. Teach me, Lord, to give justice to my neighbour in my thoughts and in my words. Amen. Let <speaking> in tear <Hebrew> <speaking in Hebrew> love
0: <speaking in Hebrew>